quack, 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 quack. The Mighty Ducks, the show where we look back at the 1992 Disney hockey classic, The Mighty Ducks, five minutes at a time. I'm your host, Blake, and on the line is my special guest. Uh, Brian Ripper from uh, the All About the Mouth Disney podcast. And uh, Blake, man, thanks so much for, for having me on to talk about a, a Disney film, The Mighty Ducks. Yes, and continuing my trend. And I've been joking about of Disney podcasters to start off this show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, well, you know, what can I say? No, th- this is this is cool, man. I remember this movie from like, oh, I don't know. I, I, wh- what year did this come out? Was this like 91? I, wh- what was it? 1992. So I was like 12. <laughs> and, uh, but man, this, this is uh, this is a, this is a great film. Yeah, it's it's definitely a classic in in all the best ways. I was I was doing this episode and the one right after it back to back, and I'm watching everything. I'm like, they have so much setup in the first like 25 minutes of this movie that pays off at the end. It's so great. Well, not only that, but you know, kind of, I, I had to go back and rewatch this a little bit, um, just to make sure you know it was fresh in my memory, right. and you know, it, it, and I was really surprised with how quickly. Uh, they, they really got – I mean and you almost see, don't see this a lot in movies anymore, but they really got to the point. They got to the plot of the film. I, I, I'm not kidding. Literally within like five minutes or less of the yeah. movie. It was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, we are we're, – we're at the 15-minute mark for those following along, and we're literally about to do the scrimmage scene that everybody loves. Everyone loves this sequence. So, Oh, yeah. One of the famous oh, – yeah. It starts off with Gordon saying they really suck, and we go from there. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, and I, I, I love just how he, <laughs> I love how he, he shows up to this thing and he just rolls out onto the ice like a, <laughs> uh, like a, like, a, like a mobster. I don't know, <laughs> or a drug dealer as they thought he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a great, uh, it was a great introduction there, where where he meets the team for the first time. Exactly, and we will get more into the limo scene, limo stuff in a couple of minutes because there's so much in here. It's so great. All right. Well, first of all, we we get our first Averman doing really strange play by play. I love Averman's play by play. It's so random and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's. It really kind of you know starts off with the comedy. I think kind of starts off because this is such a funny scene. This it just really is. Uh, 
and it, you know, it's the first time that is, is, um, you know, the audience really gets a chance to see, uh, to see the, the, the characters, you know, the, the kids on the team and right. they, they all, they all have this, the, their own very unique personalities and, uh, Aberman is, <laughs> I mean, there, there's just a lot of character in this scene. <laughs> He he makes me laugh because he goes he says the Pete Miser, Mr. Rabble Rouser, passing the puck over the Jesse Rooney, the Enforcer. <laughs> I can't even do the the rhythm he was going on. It, it, and it makes you wonder like where where, where did they get this from like they, like they got to learn this from somewhere but uh yeah. Like, what sports movie was inspiring them to do these lines? Like, it's not just exactly. like it had to come from a movie, and I don't know where it's from. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, I, I, it, no, I. It starts off in a great way with that. I, I, I love it. And then Mimi Connie, who is, it, it's a big deal to have the female hockey player be the first one that really introduced yourself to the coach, because that's not a thing at this time. You know, there was no real female hockey. There's no women's Olympic hockey team. There wasn't anything like that in the early 90s. So the fact that they had a female hockey player is a big deal. Well, you, you know, you know, I, I agree with you, and that, that that that's a great that's a great great point. And uh, but you know what I I thought was kind of, and I I don't really know if it was supposed to be comedy or. Uh, or if it just went over a lot of people's heads, but you know, whenever, you know, he asks them what their record is and she says, Oh, and nine. And, uh, you know, and she, she references one game that she says, you know, like that, that they, they, <laughs> she either says they almost won or it wasn't that bad, but they only lost by five points. And I'm like, yes. in hockey, I mean, the five points is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, five points is a lot. And they almost scored a goal in that game. They almost scored one. <laughs> yeah, they're over nine and they don't score goals. That's what we're getting out of this. Yeah, I just, I was just like, I'm like, dude, hockey. You know how many games like end with like a one point difference? Like yeah. that, that's like the majority of them, I think. <laughs> I've been to uh, many a game and I've been to many an overtime game and I've seen a lot of hockey games. <laughs> the only time. That, and I, I know I referenced this in another episode. The only time that games get this out of hand would be like the preliminaries of the Olympics. That's the only time. <laughs> <laughs> when it's like Team USA versus like, um, I think I saw it more in the World Juniors, where it's like Team Canada facing off against like Denmark. And it's like 15 nothing because there's no chance at all. And they need the goals for the standings. That's the only time <laughs> I see games like this. <laughs> Well, so you know what's what's really interesting for me is you know being a you know being a, a Florida native and and born and raised in Florida and and uh, you know like we just I don't we just don't watch hockey. Uh, it's funny. So is you guys have Tampa Bay, who is like one of the hottest teams in the league the last like ten years. So yeah, and and I think the only people who really watch them are people that live in Tampa. I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm totally wrong. But uh, we we had a we we've actually had several uh, here in in Jacksonville in the city I live in in Florida we've actually had several whatever I don't know what they're called minor league or whatever yes, just yes <laughs> there are some minor league teams down in Florida and 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 we uh, you know usually you can you can you know have no trouble at all winning or uh, registering for free tickets <laughs> to these games. And uh, I remember going to one once and like, I like, okay, cool. This was, uh, you know, this, this, this will be kind of fun. And uh, I remember, I don't know how long we were there for. And I was just like, okay, how many, 
how many quarters are there in this thing? Like, where? <laughs> how much longer is this game go? Like, it, 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 <laughs> like, is there is there four quarters in this? Is it? It's periods, right? Like, I don't even know. It's just like, is this thing almost over yet? <laughs> you sound like when? Okay, so the I have Milwaukee Admirals here. They're the minor league hockey team for the National Predators here in Milwaukee, and they host concerts a lot of times. And, like, they're big-time concerts, like, really cool concerts. And I was at a concert game with my wife. And you sound like these three girls that came for the concert. They're not there for the hockey game. They're there for the concert. And they start talking like they don't have a clue what's going on. They don't know what's happening. They don't know what period we're in. They don't even know, like, how goals are scored. Like, it is a ridiculous conversation. That's what that reminded me of just now. Like, What is it? It's, it is it? Am I, I could be totally wrong, but is it three periods? Three 20-minute periods. Three. Okay. All right. Cool. I, I'm. I'm. I'm impressing myself that I even knew that much. But. Uh, but that's what's great about the Mighty Ducks is you don't really need to know a whole lot exactly. about hockey to enjoy this film. Exactly. <laughs> Especially the sequence you pick because there really is no real hockey being played in five minutes. Oh, I know. I. I <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There really is no hockey, and it's just kind of he kind of shows up, and the kids are. It. It kind of. It kind of just reminded me of. Um, Almost like, uh, you know, I mean, obviously he's doing like community service, but almost like he's, oh, yeah. uh, w- what is it like after school, you know, some kind of after school care or whatever, yeah, where they just kind of like, yeah, like just go out, and, go out and do thing. some stuff. Yeah. Like it didn't look like a, a real team or a real league or anything like that. Yeah. And, and this is part of the major peewee association, but this team doesn't even have a name. Like it's, it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm having a friend of mine on in a couple of weeks from Minnesota, and I'm going to ask him about if this is a real thing. Like, <laughs> this Pee Wee's Association thing a real thing? Because I, like, I brought up a couple of times in my hometown, football is like this in my hometown, but nowhere near this level. Like, this is so ridiculous how much it's crazy in this movie. I have to ask my buddy in Minnesota if this is how it is. <laughs> So, we continue on. I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably yes. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Who knows? So, we move on. And Connie did say we almost scored a goal, too. It's a great line. So, the team comes up to Bombay, and she says, they say, what do we do now, coach? And such annoyance, like, you're our coach to tell us what to do. And this is where we find out that their last coach hurt his arm from yelling at them. But it comes out to be that I can't believe this is a Disney movie, by the way, because they actually use the phrase "little bastards." Where you learn to play? <laughs> what the hell? Uh, I mean, the it, it was the uh, I, I I don't know. It was it, it, it was a great. I love you know. I love the '90s. I love the Disney films of the '90s. You know, I mean, it was the it was the Michael Eisner era. Yes, and it, there there wasn't there, there wasn't all this. I don't rules. know. I mean, I'm just really gonna rules. go there. Like there wasn't all this this PC and and all this worry. It was just you know. I mean, keep the films PG and we're good. You know, exactly. Like, <laughs> don't curse too much. You can say and, you know, something it, like this. It, this works. It, it, and if they wanted to do a rated R film, they just traded it off the Touchstone or exactly. Miramax or something, you know? <laughs> What's funny is if this uh, funny part is they aired this on NHL Network, and I guarantee if anyone's paying attention like we are for this episode show, they'd be like, how the hell did they get away with this movie? Like, how did this happen? Like, 
it's really funny how that works. I remember when Newsies went on Broadway and they put the soundtrack out and there was words like bastard and things like that in the movie, in the Broadway show. They're in the movie. They just emphasize them more in songs. And people were freaking out. Like, how yeah. can you have these songs? That, they're in the movie. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, have you seen the movie that's associated with the Broadway show? <laughs> It's it, it's all fun and games until you sing it in a song. And... Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, we, we we have the fantastic reenactment of their old coach having a heart attack, which I, I <laughs> just don't see it coming the first time you watch this movie. Yeah, you know, it, and it's almost it's almost like a throw a throwaway, really. I mean, it's such a it's such a great point in that scene, but it 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 they, it kind of happens so quickly. And there's just so much being thrown at you at one time in that scene or whatever. But yeah, yeah, that that reenactment is is pretty is pretty hilarious. And he falls on the ice like I'm gonna do this whole thing. I'm gonna grab my arm, open my jaw in the middle of the center, and fall down. Like they just saw this recently. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh so man. So Gordon's reaction like heart attack. Great. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah. Shit. Yeah. We yeah well, he, he hurt his arm. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I loved it. I loved it. Oh, and that's not even the craziest thing that goes on in this five minutes. We'll get to one of my favorite moments. I never even caught until breaking it down here. Um, oh boy. Anyway, Goldberg starts. Goldberg actually he goes and says, "Keep scrimmaging, you, 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 and you against you four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the funny part is he says you five times and then says against you four. So he's setting up a five on four scrimmage. <laughs> five on four scrimmage. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the point where he, you know, he gives them the assignment and he's like, if you need me, I'll be in the car. <laughs> send, a, send a fax. <laughs> if you need anything, fax me. I, I love that line so much because it's such a 90s line. <laughs> So I know, right? Like, what's a fax? Yeah, and I also love when he gets in the car in the limo, the old school phone he's holding. Like, what is that phone? Oh yeah, I he's know. pouring himself coffee know, right? and holding this old phone with a wire connected into the car. I'm like, what is that? The, the old school car phone. Right? Oh, there was no cell phone in '92. No, not. <laughs> it's hysterical though. Like, that is such a weird looking phone, even in the '90s. Yeah, yeah, no, you're you're right. I I love that about watching old films too. Especially anytime I see a film where, um, especially where someone's on like you remember like the you know the the wall phone, uh-huh. you know, and, and especially the ones with the really really long cords so that uh-huh. you can walk from room to room to room. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. Um, do you happen to ever watch the show of Practical Jokers? No, I haven't. Okay, they did a bit. Um, where one of the guys, Murr, was doing a, they were, they were being like, they were being like behind a desk and they had to like give orders. He had a phone cord and they extended the phone cord with like seven different phone cords and they had him walk out of the office down the elevator and the guy in the room like, what the? One of the funniest visuals I just popped into my head when you said that. Yeah, yeah. I know. We we had one of those in our house. I remember, like, you know, we we, we could walk, you could, you could cover the entire, the entire, uh, whatever room you wanted to go to in the house Uh from our, from our hallway phone you could get into. It's it's funny how that works. (laughs) Nobody would understand (laughs) that nowadays, you know? Oh, no. The struggle. Uh, no. No. (laughs) So, um, He's on the phone with his secretary. He's supposed to be off duty. Why is he calling his secretary anyway? He's not supposed to be working. 
Well, he's, he's a, he's a workaholic though. You know, I mean, it, you know, you kind of, and this is what I mean about like how they really, they kind of give you all the information that you need for the plot of the film in the first five minutes. I mean, like we already know that he, you know, he's, he's kind of obsessed with winning and you can already see that he has this obsession with winning because of this experience in the very beginning of the film when he was right. a kid where, you know, so much was put on his shoulders and he failed. So, you know, he kind of, you, you can kind of see that how he's kind of grown up and that's kind of become a, uh, you know, a, a thing for him. Uh, and so, but not only winning, but also like, you know, work has become his life. You know, that's the thing that he's kind of put his whole, his whole life into. So, you know, and, and, and when, um, you know, when his boss tells him that he's, you know, going on a leave of absence, you can kind of, he, he's like, what do you mean? He's like, my, my, my work is my life. <laughs> so True. I can, I can kind of see that. I can see him getting on the phone and like, all right, you know what? I need something to do. What, what, what what's going on with my cases? Yeah, and you know what? This is really the last time we reference work for a long time in this movie because we don't go back for a while, which is nice, you know. Yeah, yeah, true. We find out that Jane's running his his um his cases, and she's out of law school one year, <laughs> <laughs> which is a very funny joke. Very funny yeah, adult humor and right I, there. and it. And all I, all I can think about is you know he said that. No, I don't know why this popped in my head, but I'm like. Oh my gosh! I would hate to be her clients. <laughs> like I'd, I'd hate to be the one who had him as my lawyer, and now all of a sudden I've got this, this kid, <laughs> this newbie. Exactly. Got to be in her twenties, like her like her young twenties. Like it's like so ridiculous. Yeah. So, as as he's starting to say she's not qualified to do something, the limo starts shaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh my I love gosh. this the kids, scene. The, that like they're all they're all on top of the limo like just i don't know a bunch of gremlins like hanging (laughs) oh my gosh their mouths are open up like it's such a funny moment and it's such like you're being kids it's just kids being kids for a few minutes Well, and I, I I love the limo driver, too, because at one point during the day, and I don't think it's quite at this point, but at one point during this scene, he he says, you know, I, I can hurt one of them just oh, to make a point if you'd like. You know? the line. I have it right here. It actually says, it was right after the we want a line part, right around the right. He says, and this is the exact quote. I have the script, so I made sure I have this exactly right. Lewis says, I could kill one of them just to set an example. And that's it. That's response it. response was, not yet, Lewis. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I, I don't remember that line ever. I don't remember hearing that. I don't remember him saying that. Oh, yeah. No, I I, th- I thought that was so funny because he's it. he's totally down for, you know, like he's, he's totally in that role to like, dude, I'm here to drive you. I'm here to kill do children. whatever you want. I'm your Apparently. guy, you know? But no, before you even get to that though, I I cracked up at the is that a real phone? Yes, and I'm really on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm really. On it. <laughs> I love that joke. I always have. I crack up at that one. But how big is this damn limo? Like, how big is? This oh, limo? I know, I know. How many how many kids are there total at, in this at thing? Least, it, at least ten it, or in this scene. Like at least ten or eleven kids that are in oh this limo. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. the front seat and all the rest of them in the back. Like it's so ridiculous. Then and then it gets even more uncomfortable as 
someone breaks wind. Yeah, that happens in one <laughs> second because they do the Connie's the one that gets him to do the "We Want to Ride" chant. Which is oh yeah, to yeah. Me. Connie starts that, and then he says, "Take him for a spin," and they start going, and they're driving on the ice. On the ice, <laughs> which is such a ridiculous <laughs> thing. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And you know, and, and this is again, you know, as a Floridian, uh, you know, I don't I don't know, maybe maybe up there uh in the, the snowy tundra where you guys are, maybe you, you guys have some kind of sixth sense when it comes to th- but I, I'm telling you, I'm not going anywhere near ice. Like I probably wouldn't even step foot on it. Like <laughs> much less drive a car. I I, I I'm coming off a of winter where I really have had no choice but to walk on solid ice, so <laughs> <laughs> Well, especially right now. I mean, I mean everything. Your lakes are frozen. I mean, yeah, <laughs> holy cow. Reference to people hearing as we're recording this. Right after we dealt with a deep freeze in Wisconsin. Look, that's it's it was negative forty degree wind chill this week. So once you've lived through it, you're done. You you can't deal with anything. You really can. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you could like totally just walk through the entire Wisconsin Dells at this point. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> probably, probably. So, all right. Limo drives on the ice, and I do love the fact that now Lewis is fighting them to keep his candy in the front. Like, it's a side joke to this whole thing. It's him fighting his candy with the kids in the front. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so He's got the, like, the kid, the one kid upside down. And <laughs> yeah, it's a little later. It's so ridiculous. And then Connie yeah. feels like Madonna, which is a great 90s thing. Because I felt like my sister at this time of the era. Oh, yeah. That's then, true, yeah. And then they're, they're the line that says, seats 10 comfortably. <laughs> Which, what? <laughs> it's kind of comfortably. You know, that, that, that's a great point that you make, though. I mean, it really is It really is uh, f- funny and, and really kind of cool. Uh, for Ida, like, I'm, you know, I, I was born in, uh, in in 80, but I never considered myself an 80s kid. I always considered myself a 90s kid. Same that here. Was, that, Same here. That, that was, you know, that was just the age where I was old enough to really kind of get pop culture and everything and, right. and get what into year it. Born? What year? In 1980. 1982. So we're two years apart. So I get it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that makes so, sense. So, so we're both old. Okay. Yeah, I, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, and so, but I, I love the 90s. I love 90s music. Same I here. love just everything about 90s. And this is this has got so many cool like um, things to kind of reminisce about and to kind of jog your memory about like wow like you know kind of blast from the past with that. And I mean, it just seemed like Emilio West of it. I mean, I don't even think he's even been in anything since the 90s. No, uh, <laughs> no, I have not seen him since I think the last Mighty Ducks movie. I don't think I've seen yeah. him in anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but no this is cool for anybody who who wants to relive their uh their 90s youth see i hear madonna and the first thing i did was my sister with obsessive material girl so she was yeah. obsessed with that song <laughs> so. yeah i mean back when madonna was cool you know yes. i mean <laughs> so yeah then we this is the as you said the first goldberg fart joke <laughs> the first one of the but, but was it movie but series. was it him i mean i know they they pinned it on him but what, what was it him i, I don't know it's like, always him 
It's always him. <laughs> is it always the fat guy? Is it? It's always <laughs> Goldberg. Like this joke goes for three movies. This joke literally goes on for three solid movies. <laughs> and, and, and and I know you know you have the script there. So what 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 is it? What is the line that Emilio Estefezzi says? Like, what did you have the son? Okay. What did you have to eat or so, something right, like that? Right here it says, young man, what did you eat? <laughs> young man. That's what that's what it is. Young man. And just the way he says, the way he delivers that line. Is it, it? It's funny. It's it's so. Um, I don't Parenty? know. <laughs> it's like a parent uh, line. I, I I almost want to say bad acting, but it just it just comes like like young man. I'm, I don't know. It just <laughs> I don't I don't think of from. you know. That's something in like a, a really old guy would say like come here young man, you know. But <laughs> Emilio Estevez, I mean, he's not like a really old guy in this movie. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, so then Charlie's mom shows up. And this is the first time we meet her officially. So welcome to the welcome to the movie. And she she's literally in she's running and she's waving her arms around. <laughs> and I love the fact that they know his mom and they know that when they see her, it's not good ever. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks pissed. So that course, they know exactly what to look for here. <laughs> yeah. So and 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 this is where you know and i have the same question you know whenever you know he he says that you know the ice is totally safe because of course you know she's she's upset because they're driving a car around with with her kid in the car Completely understandable. yeah but but he says it's you know oh it's totally safe she says how do you know and i'm thinking that too like how do you know I well, mean, it, I, I, like, I don't know. Maybe it's a Floridian. Maybe there's a way you just know. I don't know. But, uh, and, and he says, I just know. <laughs> <laughs> I love this discussion. And, like, as an parent, I just know. I now I'm understand like, oh, okay. her side. I understand her side now as a parent. Like, I don't, I'm just like, <laughs> wow. But so he introduces <sighs> himself and he says, What danger? I grew up on the ice. I know when it's safe to dry on or drive on. And I'm like, okay, I, I understand that. And we know he, he know he has this history and hockey, but like, like you said though, what, how? Like, how? <laughs> you know? yeah. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> even, even it was questioned in the last five minute chunk. Like, how did you know that it was safe to drive on? Exactly. And then, and it went, and he's like, I just know. And like, and she says, I, 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 I just don't know. I just know isn't gonna cut it. Right. <laughs> I love the fact also that she calls she calls him Mister Zen Master. <laughs> Zen Master, yeah. <laughs> Such a great line. And this is the point where he, where um, his driver has one of the kids upside down, like shaking him for candy. Yes. Because <laughs> he got a piece of the candy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I'm telling you, like in. And, you know, Lewis, you know, is a, he's, you know, is a driver, but he makes, this is why I, I you know, I, I think I got the picture that he kind of pulls out onto the ice like, like a mobster because like Lewis makes a great goon too, you know, <laughs> he's just a cool bodyguard. Exactly. And he, and he's willing to do whatever, anything. Yeah. Matter. Yeah. And Very goon like. And do not make him angry. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Charlie's got to leave. Practice is over. And. I love this whole conversation. This end of the conversation is fantastic because Charlie goes and says, Coach, are you going to be at the game tomorrow? And his response is, by the order of the state of Minnesota, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You know, and I'm just, I I, I, I don't know. I'm just so so surprised with, 
I don't know. I mean, I know it's court ordered. I get that. But I'm kind of surprised with just he doesn't want to do it, but he he doesn't really put up a, much of a fight. No. You know, I mean, it, you know, him kind of just showing up uh, and saying, go do your scrimmage and then getting in the limo. That's about as as much of a fight as he puts up from that point. It's just kind of like, all right, well, I'm here. I'm going to do this. Might as well. And uh, it's a. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I kind of would expect him to just, like, you know what? I'm going to show up for the game, but don't expect me to do anything. Or, But, but no, I, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's the fact that he, you know, the first game, of course, is against uh, the Hawks. Uh, yeah, the, the Hawks and meeting oh. his old coach. Maybe he has that kind of, that uh, that sense of redemption. Or, you know, did he, did he still trying to redeem himself from well, maybe, the failed shot? maybe, as you shot? said, Earlier, he had this obsession with winning. So even as a coach on a team he doesn't want to coach, it's back to being, oh, maybe we can win. Maybe we can win. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is at the end of the day. But he doesn't know until he gets there that the first game is against the Hawks. So that is crazy. And the Hawks' pregame routine is better than some professionals I've ever seen. Like, this is insanity. <laughs> But they put oh, and, through. but that's that's hilarious though because they're you know they're uh, they're 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 I, I don't even know again not watching hockey I don't I, you know they're 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 skating by to the goalie and and hitting the goalie in the legs. With There's the so many sticks. things in this montage that make absolutely no sense. Like I don't understand <laughs> what the, I didn't do warm ups like this when I played football. Like what? Is okay. This? <laughs> What's going on? So it's not just me then. No, All right. not just you. Because I did a lot of crazy warm-ups for football and nothing like this. Like, so. you did, did, did you do the, the, the win, 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 win chant? No, no. That's the thing. Only here. <laughs> well, and that comes up in the next, like, in the next five-minute block. And I know I said that that's a perfect setup for later, but it's so annoying. Like, it's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, no, it is. I mean, this is uh, like like I said, this this is a great, and and I'm really glad. Uh, and you know, thank you for kind of letting me pick which oh, uh, which course. block to do because this is a this is such a great. You know, it it really is the introduction. It's it's the first it's the first impression that you get of all your main characters. It's the first time you uh you get a look at. Uh, you know, the the game, you know, their first game. So it really, and you you really get to see them in all their raw terribleness or whatever the word would be Um, yeah it's just such a it's such an entertaining scene it it really it it really is good but i i in all seriousness though i do think you do get um uh, a a really good you know if you kind of read between the lines in this scene you can kind of see where you know uh, you know he bombay has this uh, obsession with winning you know he's got he's got this thing that has followed him around since he was a kid, uh, whether he knows it or not, maybe it's subconscious, but, uh, and I, I do think you're right. I think maybe the reason why he doesn't just phone it in with, uh, with the mighty ducks here, you know, uh, is because he still wants to win, you know, or maybe, maybe he still feels like he has to redeem himself. He has to make up for that point in his life again, maybe subconsciously, he may not realize it or, you know, but, uh, uh, there, there's a lot in that in the in that one scene there. We've been referring to the flashbacks as like his PTSD moment, 
Like, this is the moment that changed his entire life. It's like going to war and coming back. That's what this feels like. Because every time it comes up, his attitude changes. And every time he talks to Riley, his attitude changes. It's like he has this PTSD moment. Like, this is where my life changed. And now I'm going to go back to it, apparently, now. So... <laughs> Well, you know, I and, and I, I get that sports are competitive, but like I, I still I, I found myself watching this and going, what kind of coach says that to a to a little kid? <laughs> I know, it kills me every time. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, you know, and then and then, uh, yeah, I don't know. And then when he's telling him about the uh, the promising, you know, prospect that he has on his team. And he's like, oh, he's not as good as you. I know. That's in the next but couple he won't... minutes. It's crazy. Like, but, <laughs> but it's uh, just like he yeah, has this way of it's doing cool. backhand compliments without insulting you. Like, it's the weirdest, <laughs> weirdest way of wording it. Like, I don't know how to say it. Coach Riley does that. Where it's like, yeah. he'll say something. He's he's giving you a burn, but he's complimenting somebody else. So it doesn't sound like he's burning you, but he is. Like he yeah. does this all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah, for for real, for real. It's, it's so very uh, very 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 subtle, but um but no, that's uh man, it's just uh, like a, who says that to a kid? Like exactly. holy cow. <laughs> so that is where our 5 minutes comes to an end. Um, so that is it. Thank you, Brian. This is a lot of fun. This is a great conversation. This is really cool. Yeah, no, I, I've enjoyed it. Thank you for thank you for inviting me on. This is this is cool. This is uh this is you know it's something where I don't have to you know have that you know in my show I kind of have uh everything laid out and I've got everything. This is where I could just kind of just watch the movie and then just kind of come on and just have a have a fun conversation with you so no th this is cool this is cool and thank it's been a long time since i've seen the mighty ducks and it, it was cool to sit down and watch it again awesome and you mentioned your show but get your plugs in go for it oh yeah well absolutely you know if you if you guys like disney you know uh, disney theme parks disney movies uh disney music you know anything like that we uh over at uh the all about the mouse disney podcast we do uh it, you know it's all about the mouse. It's all about Disney, pretty much throughout the entire company. We do a lot of stuff on theme parks. I'm a big, you know, I'm a big Disney fan. But uh, where my my real, real passion, where I where I, you know, get truly obsessed with Disney, is the theme parks. Uh, you know, particularly here in Walt Disney World, which I'm a couple hours away. But uh, we, you know, we visit Disneyland out in California and do stuff. You know, uh, talk about different topics with them over there. And um, it, we do uh, three shows a week. So uh, uh, they are, you know, roughly in about the, you know, 30 to 40 minute range. And uh, Monday is our kind of our feature discussion. We pick something to talk about, uh, you know, whether it's interviewing, uh, you know, Imagineers or just, you know, other bloggers and podcasters or guests, uh, you know, we can just kind of talk about something. And then uh, Wednesdays we do our news where we talk about all the latest Disney news and and then Friday we have our listener interaction show. So uh, if you want to find out more about uh, all about the mouse and uh, myself, uh, just go to uh, iTunes or your your podcast aggregator and type in all about the mouse, or go to uh, the website at allaboutthemousecentral.com. And I will say this to you: I may have said this to you off the air. I don't remember. I remember when Inside the Magic kind of ended. And it was kind of it was my favorite it was my favorite podcast, and it kind of ended. And I was looking for a Disney podcast to replace it. I didn't have one, and then I found you guys, 
and you became my replacement for Inside the Magic. So I oh, appreciate cool. that. Oh, cool! Wow. So that that is like that is high uh, high high praise. My gosh! Like Inside the Magic and Ricky Bergani did such a fantastic job with that show, and I I loved Inside the Magic as well. Uh, and so that's man, you just made my night. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. Yeah, that's the absolute truth. Because I I spent a long time trying to find a new Disney show, and I tried other ones, and it just didn't work. And your your show works great for me so i love it so thanks thanks so much thanks yeah. th- thanks again for having me and you're you're a lot of fun to, to talk to talk with and now i enjoyed having you uh you know guest uh, over on, on our show and uh hopefully i'll get you back over there again oh no problem anytime and just we'll set it up anytime and hopefully you come back for d2 next season yeah sounds great awesome and so thank you so much brian and thank you so much everybody else for listening next week we continue our trend of disney like podcasters as tim nidell from the saturday morning rewind podcast is on next week's show so i'm all over the place with really cool 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 guests so till next time as we go back into the first d5 hawks game and boy it's it's a fun one thank you all for listening and have a good day everybody and when everyone says it can't be done ducks fly together